This podcast contains content and language not suitable for some listeners. Welcome to Oddities and Curiosities, a podcast about murder, the paranormal, and other oddities sure to pique your curiosity. We are Amanda and Brittany. We did it again. <laughs> She's Oops, a pro. We did it again. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and it starts. And we're here. <laughs> yep. I'm so proud of that, though. That's pretty good. I love it. I'll take it. We got the ESPN thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have a fifth sense. <laughs> My breasts can tell when it's raining. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> okay. All right. It's episode 23. And it has nothing to do with ESPN or boobs. No, it's farmhouses. <laughs> it's the complete opposite. Yeah, total opposite. Okay. This was a pretty broad subject. Mm-hmm. But I knew we'd be able to rustle up some pretty fun stuff with oh, it. Oh, boy, did we. Yes. I can't wait to hear yours. Ditto. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So, it's also Wednesday. Yes, it is. It's hump day. Yes. And the day we are recording is Amanda's birthday eve. Yeah. So. About to be 23. Yes. <laughs> And you don't look a day over 21. Totally. Let's <laughs> say flip my bun. <laughs> Aging like fine wine. <laughs> oh, right? Y'all saw that. Y'all saw that post. You did. Mm-hmm. So my son wanted Miss Amanda to have a birthday cake. Oh, so my God. That's our hump day treat. Yes. He chose her cake and her candle. So um, that's what we're having. Birthday cake is our hump day treat. And... Some Stella Rosa wine, and it's the, hold on, <laughs> it's the Stella Berry blend. Yeah, this is something different. Yeah, and this was a gift to me on my birthday from my friend Delina. Hi, Delina. Hey, Bobo. So, yeah, happy hump day. Yeah. Wine and cake. You should do it. All the time. All the time. This is great. Mm-hmm. I'm loving our birthday treats. Yes. They've been really, really good. Fabulous. Yeah. What? Should we talk about next? What? <laughs> um, oh, social media. Oh, yeah, those. If you want to see pictures mm-hmm. um, and follow along when you listen to the episodes, go to Facebook and Instagram and do so. You'll also see Hump Day Treats and, you know, all the other good things. Yeah. Ditto. I think I'm on my own tonight. <laughs> 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 I was just trying to think, like, did she say the actual Facebook and Insta handles? I did not. But you know what? Gugas. We're there. Just put you know, it in the search bar. No, no. I'm going to be nice because I'm too nice. And I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a tendum. I'm going to give it to y'all. <laughs> Are you though? <laughs> My you brain gonna? is combining words and it. Oh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be bad. <laughs> Facebook, we are Oddities and Curiosities Podcast. On Instagram, we are Oddities and Curiosities Pod. On Twitter, we are Oddities. I don't know. We're Oddities. <laughs> Good. We're Oddities. <laughs> Good. I had it going, but then I couldn't remember if Twitter was Oddities and Curiosities Podcast or Pod. It's been so know. long since we've said. I think it's podcast. I'm I don't sure quit. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm not versed on the interweb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. All right. Well, why don't we just jump right into this here? Welcome to the shit show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's just let's just dive yeah. In. Okay. So my case, I had never heard of before. Like, I randomly came across it in a goog. <laughs> okay. Um, and I think that their name is pronounced Germond. I don't know if it's Germond or Germond, but I think it's Germond, and that's what I'm going with. I like it. I'm here for it. Go. Okay. 
So I'm going to tell you about the Germond family. I haven't heard this either. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. The killing of a dairy farming family in November 1930 shocked the nation. It was so brutal that it forced the future U.S. President Franklin D. Roosevelt to get involved. Ninety years later, the murders remain unsolved. Oh, shit. Bernice Germond stepped off the bus near her family's farm on the outskirts of Stanfordville, a small town about 90 miles north of New York City. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh, my kid has cursed my brain as well, because the other night we watched the Lorax, and all, when you said Stanfordville, all I can think of is Smeadville. I can't. Yep. That sounds nothing like Stanfordville. I know, but that's where my brain went, and y'all are welcome. <laughs> that needs a fine thing that all people need. <laughs> Tell us you have kids without saying you have kids. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we just did that. As we do in every episode. Okay. <laughs> so, um, 18-year-old Bernice was returning home for Thanksgiving from Poughkeepsie where she was attending business school. The bus dropped her off just after 5 p.m. and it was already beginning to get dark. She noticed something strange about her parents' house, which she could see from the road. It was dark. There were no lights on. It's a beautiful home, a large farm property filled with dairy cattle. She made her way to the farm as the bus pulled away. It was the last time that she was ever seen alive. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. We need we need a, a sound bite for that. Because we do that a lot. I, like I do do actual. that. I do do that. You do do. I do <laughs> she do. She said do do. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, it wasn't like James husted. Busted. Gr- <laughs> I don't know why. That's his what? nickname. Does it explain that? No. But. The, I, I'm out. It's listed in several places. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> James husted Germond to fail to deliver his milk to the Borden Company dairy. He hadn't shown up on Thanksgiving, which was unusual, but when he again failed to show, Willard Coons, a Borden employee, was sent to the farm to make sure everything was all right. So the dairy. You got good names, babe. I know. It's fabulous. Husted. Poughkeepsie. Willard. You've never heard of Poughkeepsie? Yeah, I know. I just love that word. Who <laughs> <laughs> said Poughkeepsie? <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> so, <laughs> the Germans Dairy Farm supplied the Borden Company with milk. Oh. Yeah. So, okay. That's where this tip is. All right. Big from. deal. So, when Coons arrived just after 9 a.m., uh, he didn't see anyone in the yard. He got out of his car and began looking around. He heard the hum of the milking machine and the noise of the cows. And found the herd in the barn in bad need of milking. He called out hello as he walked toward the wagon shed, and there was no answer. The door was open, and as Coons stepped up to the doorway, he saw them. Husted and his 10-year-old son, Raymond, were inside the shed. The two were soaked in blood from oh. multiple stab wounds covering their bodies. Inside the house, Mabel, Husted's 47-year-old wife, was lying on the kitchen floor near the stove. She had also been stabbed multiple times. Bernice's body was a pincushion of stab wounds and was found near her mother's body under the kitchen table. The so, whole, whole family holy. slaughtered. Oh, my God. Okay. I know. I need to take a drink. Yeah. This is heavy. I think, yeah. Ditto. <laughs> that's good it's bubbly it's so refreshing it's, it's nice that would be a good uh by the pool wine mm. mm-hmm. yeah okay we're <laughs> add it to the alcohol list i think all of our treats though are we, on the alcohol we list. keep all I of mean, them it's it's fine this is really <laughs> good though yeah Okay. So, what they think happened was that someone approached the uh, Germond home and attacked Mr. Germond and his young son while they were on the wagon. The killer proceeded to drag their bodies into the shed. Next, they walked over to the Germond kitchen door. Mabel was in the kitchen preparing food for the family when the killer knocked on the kitchen door. 
Mabel opened it and the person started stabbing her above the heart. Holy shit. They brutally stabbed Mabel to death, leaving her in a pool of blood by the oven. The daughter walked into her family home and was brutally stabbed to death and placed under the kitchen table beside her deceased mother. Oh, my God. A short time later, the German family was a hive of activity as members of the Dutchess County Sheriff's Department and the state police tried to make sense of the brutal murder that would be identified by the press as the worst crime in the county's history. It's highlighted. <laughs> so that means there's a photo. This will be the only photo that you see for my case because apparently they do not exist. Well, hey, at least you got one. I got one. So, um, if you go to the notes and look at the picture. Oh, my God. This is all the cars from the sheriff's department, <laughs> the state police, reporters, neighbors just lined up at the farm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. There's like at least 15 cars here. In 1930. So wow. you know, you know, there's a lot of fucking people. That puts in there. all, that, like, just seeing the cars, that puts, that really puts you in that time frame. Yeah. But that's the only picture I could find. And there were a few pictures in my Google of houses, but there was no way to really tell. If any of those were the house. Dude, you can so. see the shed, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good job. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. The police department wasn't trained to handle such a tragic murder case that involved an entire family. The coroners, after examining the family's bodies, discovered they were stabbed a total of 23 times. It didn't take long for an army of reporters and nosy neighbors to show up and disturb the crime scene, which was already failing to provide much in way of the clues. Mm-hmm. The discovery of a large butcher knife provided the first solid piece of evidence in the case. It was covered with congealed blood. Ew. Unfortunately, the knife was handled by so many people once it was discovered, <laughs> and they were unable to get prints of the killer. Because apparently, back in the day... They didn't care who came about when a murder took place. Neighbors, friends, family, no, yeah, they whoever just would just walk through and take pictures and see what's up <laughs> and touch everything. You think maybe that's where the like museum of death and stuff came from? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's in our blood. <laughs> hey, I have some crime scene tape. Like maybe they need that stuff. That would help. Mm -hmm. A rope. Something. They, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't know. have that then. They didn't know. That's why it came about. Yeah. Let's see. Probably could have gotten some good DNA out of that. Probably. Probably. Investigators were able to trace where it had been purchased. The shopkeeper was able to identify the man who purchased it. The police tracked that man down. I don't know what distinguishing marks it had. I couldn't find that anywhere. Like, I don't mm. know how they knew where it came from. And how that man knew who bought it. But it must have had some sort of distinguishable marks on it. Yeah. There like, must have been like something special. brand symbol or something. something. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, they tracked down the dude. His name was Florentine Chase. And he <laughs> was new to town. He was a new kid on the block. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it came out. The right Good stuff. stuff. <laughs> they took Chase in, however. Because. They took Chase in. However, because there were no prints that could prove it was him, they released him. This would be the first in a series of stumbling blocks that showed that I cannot read today. Just just today? Fuck off, Amanda. <laughs> okay. This... <laughs> Would be the first in a series of stumbling blocks that slowed the murder investigation. Police were long on theories and short on facts. Husted was a mild-mannered dairy farmer who attended church regularly and was a member of the local Grange. I had to look it up. Okay. I didn't know what the Grange was. Okay. Apparently the Grange uh, is like a, a group, a club, that sponsors social activities, community service, and political lottie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and political lobbying amongst farmers. Okay. He didn't seem to have any enemies. Mm. Husted was a good old boy. Okay. Uh, 
Sure. With a name like that. <laughs> Husted. <laughs> yeah, I don't even, I, I can't even begin to guess where that came from. <laughs> the Germond family was dedicated and many people held them in high esteem. The Germonds weren't rich by any means. They were hardworking dairy farmers. They lived humbly. Among the many working theories the investigators pursued was one about a mysterious stranger who had allegedly been seen walking near the Germond farm around the time of the killings. The suspect, another Florentine, by the way. What? Florentine Ermendi. <laughs> oh my God, that happens in mine too. There's two Michaels. <laughs> Oh, my. That's more common than Florentine. <laughs> right? Okay, you're right. That Wow. So, uh, where was I? The suspect, Florentine Ermendi, was eventually picked up in a Brooklyn pool hall by New York City police and hauled upstate. Well, damn, that's... <laughs> right? How embarrassing. <laughs> he was trying to have fun. <laughs> he was released after none of the witnesses who had claimed to have seen him walking near the farm could pick him out of a lineup. Other leads went nowhere, including long-shot theories about a vengeful suitor of Bernice, disgruntled hunters who had been fined after being caught hunting near the farm, and an angered road worker who had been fired for making a pass at Bernice. None of those leads panned out. Huh. On a bitterly cold day in December, the Germond family was laid to rest. The investigators continued to chase down tips in a case that had gained national no notoriety, then stalled and became a hot-button political issue. The authorities offered a $25,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of the killer without result. Um, so Wow, that was a lot of money back then. I know, I looked it up. Holy sh Oh, did you? Yeah. Ooh, convert, convert. So, and adjusted for inflation, $25,000 in 1930 is equal to $378,596 in 2021. That is very precise. That's what the wow. internet told me. Thank you, Interweb. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Insane. It was around this time that Governor Roosevelt, who was from Dutchess County, stepped in at the request of several prominent local residents who were dissatisfied with the way the case was handled. He ordered the state's attorney general to take over the investigation. The Dutchess County DA, John R. Schwartz, believed the move was politically motivated. I because mean, it was, that, an, yeah. it was an election year. So. <laughs> it probably was. I, I took out a bunch of stuff about this back and forth. There was this whole side tangent that happened in a couple of articles about the election, the elections that year. And I was like, I really don't give a shit about that. It doesn't affect this case. So. Mm. Oh, well, okay. Then. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, not so much. Mm -mm. It wasn't until February 1933, more than two years after the murders, that Sheriff Oakley Cookingham. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the names are fabulous. And they spelled it. They didn't spell it like Wait, regular I'm Oakley. Have to go find it. They spelled it like a mom, like a, a 2020 mom would spell her Oakley. Oh, name. my God. Yeah, Oakley. <laughs> Oak, uh, Oak, L E I G H. <laughs> I like that spelling of Lee. I'm just saying, I may be a little biased to that. <laughs> I can't believe we just spelled it in unison. Yeah, we did. <laughs> like, and all I did was pull it up, scroll just a little bit down, and there it is. <laughs> but that—that that was our sheriff, Oakley Cookingham. It's, he sounds like a book character. Oakley Cunningham. Annie Oakley. <laughs> well, that's not even how she spells hers. No, it's not. Oakley okay. Cookingham. It sounds like it should be in uh, shit. Huckleberry Finn or something like that. <laughs> sure, if Oakley Cookingham. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right? I agree. Okay. He was able to make a case against the Germans' neighbor, Arthur Curry, a 46-year-old with a violent history, who Cookingham had come to believe was behind the killings. Curry had served time for assault and had an explosive temper. He was a chicken farmer, barber, and roadhouse operator. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he does all the things. Jack of many trades. Yeah. 
Master of none. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> oh, and a possible small time bootlegger. Okay. That too. <laughs> that too. Arthur Curry had left his farm at 4 p.m. on the day of the murders and told his wife he was going to collect a $30 annual rental on pasture land from James Germond. <laughs> Curry did not return home until sometime around 6.30 to 6.40. Arthur Curry told his wife that he'd seen James Germond that day, but collected no money and that the killer must have shown up at the farm right after he left. It seemed suspicious to investigators that Arthur Curry went to the farm to get the money that day and James Germond's wallet was found empty a mile away from the farm. A man by the name of Raymond Byes came forward and blew up Curry's alibi. He said he'd arranged to meet at Curry's home to get a haircut and that Curry was late and did not arrive until about 7 p.m., which would give Curry time to commit the familicide, empty the wallet, and return home as if nothing ever happened. Familicide. Okay. Word. I know, but it's just not one you hear all the time. Well, it's yeah, a good that, thing. That, it's that, a good thing you don't hear that one all the time. I, true. <laughs> yeah, that would definitely give him enough time. Mm-hmm. 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 I see you, Arthur Curry. Mm-hmm. Cookingham's case against Curry was circumstantial and on the weaker side, but the sheriff pressed ahead anyway. On March 9th, 1933, Curry was charged with the murders, but it didn't take long for his defense lawyer to seek a dismissal of the case for lack of evidence. A hearing was held in Poughkeepsie on April 3rd. It didn't go well for the prosecution. Cookingham told the judge that he believed the killing stemmed from a quarrel over hunting rights. Germond had refused to allow Curry to hunt on the land that he'd leased from him, leading to a blow-up with devastating consequences. I get it. So... Curry leased a piece of land from Jermond, and Jermond said, you can't hunt on it, even though he's paying rent for it. Yeah, that's kind of bullshit. Yeah. It, I mean. I mean, it's like it, renting out a house and saying no pets. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I wonder what their lease said. What I would did like the paperwork the say? I, I need to see the paperwork. <laughs> God. <laughs> Okay. Um, so I have a quote okay. from the sheriff, like. what he told the court. He okay. said, quote, our investigation shows that the murders were the acts of a quick-tempered man after an argument, end quote. Well, obviously. Yeah. The judge, siding with the defense, ordered Curry released and the charges dismissed, telling the sheriff the case was made up of too much suspicion and too little evidence. Yeah. Another theory that has been tossed around was that uh, James Germond had secret stills and was bootlegging moonshine. Yeah. It is said that he owed people money and a possible scorned lover got involved. Ooh. But I couldn't find anything more on that story. I'm going to go with that theory. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it interesting. Yeah. Uh, by this time, Roosevelt had been elected president and his interest in the case had faded, as did that of the media and eventually the public interests. Mm-hmm. Curry died in 1955, taking whatever he knew about the case to the grave, and it remains unsolved today. Come on. You could say it on your deathbed. Like, go with a clear yes. conscience, bruh. So, I did find a little tidbit of some possible paranormal happenings. Oh, shit. Really? At the farmhouse. Okay. Hell yeah. So, there were no names listed. I don't care. <laughs> but a woman who used to babysit for a wealthy family that had bought that home, but since has sold it, said that she witnessed some paranormal activity there. She couldn't give their name since they are a high-profile family. Okay, whatever. Yeah. She claimed that their two little boys, now grown... Would tell her that there was a little boy that would come into their bedroom and stare at them. Oh. And they didn't want to go to sleep. Yeah. She also said that while she would be in the kitchen grabbing a snack, things that were securely on top of the kitchen counter would slide off and crash to the floor. Well, they didn't like it there. Mm-mm. They didn't put it back right. <laughs> <laughs> she claimed that while the boys were in their room upstairs... She would be on the couch watching television and hear what sounded like children running back and forth in the upstairs hallway. When she would get up to tell the boys to behave and go back to bed, the running would stop and the boys were fast asleep. Oh, 
Ooh. That's not okay. No. <laughs> no. When she returned to the living room downstairs, the TV had been shut off. <sighs> now you have to go back to the home screen, go to your menu, go to your apps. Well, that was a long time ago. She probably just turned it on. I know, but do you know how <laughs> inconvenient that would be? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I guess you could say that it sounds as if the German family is not resting in peace. I mean, can you blame them? No. That dude died knowing everything. Their story never got told. Mm-mm. They got unfinished business. I know. That's all I got. The end. Oh my God. That was good. Thank you. I like it. It could be be a movie or something. That could definitely be a movie. I'd watch it. I would. Yep. Sign me up. I would watch that. I'm here for it. So, I don't know how we did this, but we kind of have similar cases. (laughs) Okay. Just a little bit. It's kind of crazy. I'm going to take a drink. Okay. Me too. Okay. The Hinterkaifeck murders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you sound like Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was not my intention, but I don't know where that little noise just came from. I got excited because I love this case. March 31st, 1922, five members of the Gruber family and their maid were murdered on their farm. Over the next four days, the killer remained in their home using the fireplace, cooking and eating the family's food, took care of the family dog, and even fed and milked the cattle. Hmm. Hmm. Such a sweet guy. Well, those cows were better taken care of than the cows (laughs) in my case. I know. (laughs) I mean, he killed the people, but he took care of the animals. Priorities, right? That's (laughs) something. To this day, no one knows for sure who is responsible for the Hinterkaifeck murders. And they are considered one of the most gruesome and puzzling unsolved crimes in German history. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I kind of looked at you for this. (laughs) (laughs) The Hinterkaifeck farmstead was located near the woods outside the Bavarian town of Grubern and a half mile behind or Hinter, the town of Kaifeck. Thus, its name, Hinter. Kaifek. Behind Kaifek. So there were Grubers living in... Grubern. Grubern. <laughs> yeah. K. Yeah. All yeah. right. I know. I thought that was kind of funny, too. This farm was home to a wealthy family, the Grubers, 35-year-old Victoria Gabriel and her two children, Kazilia, 7, and Joseph, 2, and her elderly parents, Andrea, 63, and mom, Kazelia, senior, I guess, 72. That's so weird. Right? Yeah. I, I don't, don't think I could have a daughter and name her Brittany. That would be weird to me. Yeah. Well, and did you see their ages? Andrea's is 63. Kazelia is 72. He got him an older woman. <laughs> yeah. That, that really Cougar. wasn't that common. <laughs> I know. These are also all of the victims of this crime, along with their new maid, Maria Baumgartner, 44, who just started that very day. That was her first day? That was her first day. What kind of bullshit is that? I know. So much bullshit. Oh, I have a Maria. picture of the house. I know. <laughs> okay. Is it the one that says house? Yeah. Ha. Ah. You smart girl. I just clicked off the pictures. Hold on. I'm trying to open them back up. I'd live there. It's cute. I'd live there. I like a good farmhouse. Yeah. It looks big. It is big, but it's like, it's, it's weird because, okay, you see the barn, you see the barn over to the left Mm -hmm. and then the house is like straight forward. And then that little section on the right, Mm -hmm. that's connected to the house. Like that's the tool shed and stuff. Oh, so it has like a breezeway so they don't have to get wet. <clears throat> kind of, yeah. Word. I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. Good job, groupers. Yeah. So, let me get back to my case. Now, okay, this family were like 
they were kind of outcasts in the community. One reason is because Andreas was super abusive to all of them, the wife and the kids. Originally, Victoria had siblings. Had is the key word. Oh, no. Yeah. They didn't survive into adulthood. I don't know what happened, but uh, there was talk that Andreas definitely had something to do with it. He killed his kids? Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Victoria was the only one who made it. Rumor has it, it's because of her relationship with her father. No. I have a picture of the family. So were the other kids boys? Don't know. Oh. I, I, I tried to look up her siblings. I really don't know. I wish I did. Okay. But if you want to go look at the picture of the family. Okay. Happy little family portrait right there. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Why is she standing like that? Which one? The one the in mom? the dark dress. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, home chick's name. Kazelia. <laughs> Senior. Yeah. That scares me. Yeah. I don't know. Old photos like that are just kind of creepy in general. Mm-hmm. So, here we go. It was no secret that Andreas and Victoria had had an incestuous relationship. Yuck. Yeah. From the time Victoria was 16, Andreas had repeatedly raped her. In 1914, she attempted to escape her father's clutches by marrying Carl Gabriel, but her father insisted that the couple continue to live at Hinterkaifeck. In August of that year, Carl Gabriel went to join the army for World War One. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> and by December, the family was informed that Carl was missing in action and presumed dead as his body was never recovered. Aww. I know. He was actually the police's first suspect. They theorized that Carl hadn't actually died in the war and came back to find his wife had had another child that was clearly not his. And in a jealous rage, he killed the entire family, including his daughter, Cazelia, believing she wasn't even his. But she she really was. That was the theory. Mm-hmm. Police threw out this theory when it was reported that Carl Gabriel had been slain in France and many of his fellow soldiers... They, they saw his body. Like, they're like, no, dude, he's dead. Yeah. He gone. Victoria gave birth the following month, and while Carl was officially the father, Andreas took it upon himself to be named Cazilia's legal guardian. Many suspect he was truly responsible for that little girl. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-hmm. In May 1915, a servant caught Andreas and Victoria literally, like, ro- lo- rolling in the hay. Ew. And she went to the police. Both Andreas and Victoria were charged with incest. Andreas serving one year in prison and Victoria serving one month. After his release, Andreas continued on as though nothing had ever happened. Victoria was still her father's sexual slave and she tried to escape uh, by forming a relationship with a man, also their neighbor, Lawrence Schlittenbauer. 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 All right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> In 1918, when Victoria came up pregnant, Lorenz went on to make a formal statement declaring that Andreas was Joseph's father. Her little two-year-old Joseph. Yeah. Andreas and Lorenz got into a heated argument where Andreas ultimately threatened Lawrence with a Sith. You know what that is? Mm-hmm. The Grim Reaper thingy. Yeah. Just in case people don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Andreas was captured again, but two weeks later, Lawrence withdrew his statement, causing Andreas to be released. Andreas forbade the marriage, and Lawrence agreed. They also... Because he's like, y'all nasty! Well, yeah. I'm not married like, into that shit. Y'all nasty. They, they weren't Mm-mm. very well liked. Mm-mm. You know, like people, they kind of stayed away from this family. Because they nasty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They nasty. They messy. Yeah. <laughs> so. Ill. Ill. Um, so, yeah, he agreed. But they duped him into paying child support. And they were wealthy. Like, he, he had money, but he, they didn't need his money. Like, they just did that to be shitty. So, 
another reason. Mm-hmm. Lawrence went on to marry another woman and gave birth to his baby, but that child died weeks later. Aww. He later claimed that he only um, agreed to pay child support and all that kind of stuff So because Victoria's family paid him. But at that time, the Gruber's, Gruber's were already dead, so there's no way to confirm that. Yeah. Like, by the time he released this statement. And that's stupid anyway, because why would they pay you right, for you to, to pay intern? child support? That makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Thank you. I have a picture of him. Okay. Yeah. He a little cross-eyed. A little bit. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, if that's... That's not cute. No. But I guess that was her option. Branch out, boo. Yeah, I mean, you only went next door. Come on now. Come on. So, who would carry out such a brutal act of violence? That motherfucker there. Mm. He didn't. We'll get to that. Police initially suspected vagrants. However, this theory was quickly thrown out as large sums of money were found inside the house. And nothing else appeared to have been taken. Aside from food the killer ate... And firewood the killer burned. He also, like, you know how they have a, a, like, a meat stock, like, hanging in one of their rooms or whatever? Yeah. Well, he, like, took meat off of that, and, like, he, he made stole himself their back Yeah, he did. <laughs> Neighbors reported that Andreas had confided in them about strange happenings just before he was killed. He found a newspaper that he did not purchase in his home. And at that time, like, there wasn't... A paper <laughs> there was That's no paper boy creepy. like you had to purposely go get that paper right so there there was no chance that the paper boy threw it to the wrong house yeah um he also found a set of footsteps set in pristine and unmarked snow leading in only one direction from the forest to the farm hmm one set of the family's keys disappeared, and strange sounds strange sounds came from the attic. Even Somebody Vic- was living up there. I don't like the fucking thing in the attic. That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Why does this keep popping up? <laughs> Even Victoria reported seeing a stranger in an army coat watching their farmhouse. When she tried to approach him, he disappeared into the woods. Hmm. Hmm. There were a lot of witnesses to the weird stuff because they were all blabbing their mouths. Like, every time they went in town, they were like, okay, get this shit what's happening in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, on March 25th, a young girl and her mom ran into Victoria, who was sitting on a rock, like, some distance from her house. She was hysterical and saying that she needed to run away, but she just went back home, which is weird. Stockholm v- Syndrome. I... Pretty much, yeah. Uh, Victoria also withdrew 700 marks from her bank account. From her bank bank account. From that bank account. From the bank account. And donated it to the church, saying it was for missionary stuff. So, I did look up how much 700 marks is (laughs) while you were talking. (laughs) This is ridiculous. Okay, you ready? Yep. It's worth $414.54 in U.S. dollars today. Today? Today. That's what it says. Okay. So that's what, oddly specific again. Right? Where'd they get the fourteen? $414. $14.54. $14.54. Mm-hmm. Don't forget the 54 cents. Okay, sorry. <laughs> that's not, like, that... I would I, I would have expected it to be more, but apparently marks are not worth much at all. Okay, so there you go. On March 30th, Andreas noticed that someone had tried to break into his tool shed. There were scratches and marks all over the lock and door. His tool shed contained the murder weapon. I have it written down, actually. <laughs> Do you really? I really did write that down. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Andreas also found hay in the attic the day before the murders. 
because whoever was sleeping up there got cold. Mm-hmm. They also found um, off, up in the loft of the barn, they found scraps and like where somebody had been sleeping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. While the family had a tendency to keep to themselves because nobody else liked them and wouldn't let them sit with them. Because they nasty. Because they nasty. Neighbors. And they probably wore sweatpants <laughs> or their hair in a ponytail. Just saying. The fuck is wrong with that? I mean, why, girls, why you, you wouldn't be allowed oh, at the table right oh, now. Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're allowed to wear our, pony, our hair in a ponytail once a week, which I guess, I guess you chose today. Yep. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would never fit in with the plastics. No. No, I'm going to go hang out with Janice and... That's toads where I'd be yeah. sitting. And Damien. Damien. He's almost too gay to function. I was just, it was coming out of my mouth and you said it. I love it. I love Damien. <laughs> she doesn't even go <laughs> here. Oh, you guys. <laughs> we debated on that costume. <laughs> we almost we, did it. We did. It was so hard. But uh, hopefully y'all like what we did. I like what we did. I thought yes. it was cute. <laughs> I thought we did really good. Okay. Neighbors became concerned when on Saturday, April 1st, <laughs> April on, Fools, <laughs> when on Saturday, April 1st, 1922, people noticed that Kazelia failed to show up for school the Friday before. When Monday came and she still did not show up at school, people began to talk. That same day, two coffee salesmen stopped by, but there was no answer at the house. Coffee salesman? That would probably be the only traveling salesman I would like to come hang out at my house. Yeah, like, come in. Let's talk a while. Give me some samples. Let's try them now. I just want all your free samples. Mm -hmm. Please and thank you. Mm -hmm. And now get out because it's too people in here now. (laughs) <laughs> it's too people <laughs> I like that. That We need to put that on a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. It's too people in here. Yep. Yeah, I'm here for it. Later that day, another neighbor of theirs passed by on his way home, and he noticed there was smoke coming from the chimney, and there was a weird odor of, like, burning fabric or something. Hmm. He also saw someone lurking around. It's a lurker. Yeah. Like, they they see a shadowy figure a lot <laughs> in this story. It'd be a good movie, too. hmm On April 2nd, they weren't in church on Sunday where Victoria was a member of the choir. That's it. Something's wrong. Di- <laughs> okay. They were avid churchgoers. I'm just being a bitch. <laughs> but they had an incestual relationship i what nah. i could say lots of words but i'm keeping them to myself that's a little hypocritical i could say and, lots of words but i'm keeping mm, them to myself mm, i think that yeah, that, yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna continue bypass <laughs> april 3rd the mailman noticed that mail was starting to pile up which was very unusual on april 4th a man that was hired to fix the food chopper showed up and the house was quiet the food chopper. The food chopper. The fuck's a food chopper? I don't know, but it was in the tool shed, so it must have been pretty fucking big. Uh. Okay, you keep reading. I'm going to Google food chopper. Okay. So, <laughs> is it like one of those little plastic... <laughs> you know, you like push the button and it chops it up really fine. <laughs> they didn't order it from Pampered Chef. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, that's what we have now. <laughs> okay, that is a food grinder. No, we need a food chopper. What? Oh, oh my fucking fuck. What? You were right. No fucking way. No, if they needed like a mechanic to come fix the motor on the food chopper, it had to have been like this a This says wood antique chipper. food chopper, one quart. It is glass at the bottom and it has a metal top on it. And it's got blades in the bottom, and you push it up and down. It's manual. It's not, like, spring-loaded. Okay. And then there's another one that says 1920s metal single-blade food chopper. There you go. 
It is just a handheld. It looks like a giant pizza cutter with mm. a handle on it. So okay, well then that's not it. That's the two things that popped up for Food Chopper from the 1920s. Okay, I'm going to need you to save that photo and I'll add it to the post. Both of them? Uh, yeah, sure, why not? Okay. And then we'll post a current Food Chopper as well. <laughs> It'll be a whole thing. It'll be a thing. <laughs> um, okay, so while Brittany's saving those photos, so he showed up to fix the Food Chopper. And the house was quiet. The kitchen door was open. And he just w- assumed that they would be back soon. So he got to work. He noticed that the family's guard dog, a Pomeranian. Get the frock out of here. <laughs> Pomeranian is not a guard dog. I mean, they do. A Pomeranian they are, they are is yappy. almost a cat. <laughs> it's almost a cat. They do bark a lot. But he noticed that it was tied up at the stables, which was weird because it's usually roaming. And it had a little gash on his, on the puppy had a gash on the forehead. Where do you get a bougie ass Pomeranian in 1920 in Germany? Like, I can't imagine that being a popular guard dog. Like, where's the German Shepherd? A popular dog in general in 1920 in Germany (laughs) was probably a terrier mutt. (laughs) It's just weird. What's a what's a good German dog? I don't know. Googling it. German <laughs> German dog guard dog breeds. Let's pick let's pick our own German guard dog. Okay, well it's not gonna be a Dotson. No. Dobermans are German. Oh, I, ha- I used to have a minpin. Does that count? She used to bark a lot. No. Alice is half minpin. Really? I don't know. She- <laughs> I, I hey that I'm I'm partial to the minpins. I can't help. Myself. Here we go. We want a Bavarian Mountain Hound. Okay. Yep. That's it. We picked it. I mean, he kind of was like a piece of shit, so it makes sense that he would have a little Pomeranian. A little piece of shit dog. <laughs> so I can't. It fits. So he he also saw a man out in the fields, but he couldn't tell who it was, and he assumed it was just probably a worker. When he was done, he packed up and he left as usual, but he stopped by Lawrence's house to ask if he had seen them. He was surprised to hear this, Lawrence was, and immediately sent his two sons over to check. They returned with no news or any sighting of the family. He organized a search party to return to the house. Um, it was also reported, like, during this time that Lawrence was, uh... We are so stupid. Why are we so stupid? Because I sat there and Googled German dog breeds. Yeah. And we're talking about guard dogs. And not one of us thought for a split second about a German Shepherd. I said German Shepherd. Did you really? Yeah, I did. I said when? German Shepherd. I'm, I like, totally missed that. I totally missed that. Because I, like... <laughs> <laughs> I saw Doberman and then that was all I was thinking about. And then I like sit here and I'm listening to you talk and I leaned back. German fucking shepherd right there. <laughs> okay. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> I'm closing out of that. Okay. <laughs> that made me feel dumb. Okay. So during the time of like all of this weird shit going on. Lawrence was also, like, nowhere to be found. Okay. He was he was reported, like, not being seen that much. Okay. But he did organize a search party. Combine all of these with the fact that the killer remained in the home for days after the murder, and police began to suspect that an intruder had, come, had taken up residence in the house prior to killing the family. Another theory was that one of them had killed the entire family before turning the mattock on themselves. Okay. I never said what the murder weapon was. It's called a mattock. (laughs) I guess I left that part out. Mm -hmm. My bad. It's like a double-sided pickaxe-looking thing. Okay. It's big. Okay. Okay. But the last theory was that their deaths deaths were caused by a ghost. The maid, Maria Baumgartner, had just started work on the day she died. Dude, she she hadn't even unpacked her suitcases yet when they found her. That's so sad. Yeah. 
So sad. She was hired to replace the Gruber's former maid who had quit unexpectedly. The former maid believed the house had been haunted. She heard constant sounds coming from the attic, yet no one was up there. She said she felt as though she were being watched, yet she never saw anyone when she looked. So, on April 4th, the search party arrived, and what they discovered was a grisly scene. Lawrence happened to lead the search party that discovered the bodies. Those with him during the initial... initial <laughs> those with him during the initial... <laughs> now I can't do it. I almost spit my wine. Don't spit your wine out. Those with him during the initial search... <laughs> I told you I can't do it. Initial? Initial. Search. Search. <laughs> you know what you're making me think of? That episode of Friends where Joey's trying to learn French. <laughs> Flippity flu. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> All right, we both. Je m'appelle Claude. <laughs> I'm about to preschool this sentence, okay? I can do it. Those with him during the initial search found his behavior to be suspicious and reported it to authorities. You did so good! As she has her head buried in her hand. I'm so proud of you. Fuck you. We're keeping that in. <laughs> the struggle is real, y'all. <laughs> Hashtag podcast live. <laughs> my cheeks hurt. <clears throat> that was such a... Oh, my God. I'm glad I overcame that. So, they claimed that he acted nonchalant. I can say that, but I can't say that the other and stuff. I'm not even going to try again. <laughs> he was able to view and handle the bodies of the dead without any signs of repulsion. Like when he came into the barn, he just because he's psychotic. He just started going through the bodies like they were stacked on top of it. I'll, I'll get to it. It was also suspicious that he knew his way around the farm. He'd only been there like twice. So taking -uh, the he had house keys, he he, did it. He He was up in the attic. Mm -hmm. Taking this lead, police began to theorize that Lawrence was traumatized by the death of his own child and had gone to the farm to murder Victoria and her family. Maybe, maybe. Police questioned Lawrence extensively, but were never never able to place him conclusively at the scene of the crime and explained away his odd behavior as him being in shock. They also reasoned that he knew the farm well because of his relationship with Victoria. Mm, but he'd only been but over if, there twice. Yeah, if so, he doesn't hang out over there, he don't know. Yeah. Mm. No. Yeah. Four members of the Gruber family were found inside the barn, brutally beaten and covered with hay. Upon investigating inside the home, they found the body of two-year-old Joseph and the maid, Maria mm. Baumgartner. Maria's body was covered with a sheet, while the body of Joseph was covered with one of his mother's dresses. Autopsies were conducted by court physician Dr. Johann Baptiste M- Mueller. Yeah. <laughs> Andreas Gruber's face was caked with blood. His cheekbones protruded from the marred flesh. His wife, Cazelia, showed signs of strangulation in addition to having sustained Seven blows to the head. Yikes. Which left her with a cracked skull. Victoria's skull had also been smashed, and the right side of her face had been struck with a blunt object. She also had nine star-shaped wounds on her head. That's weird. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure how that would have happened. I don't know if like when it split like when, when well, like the blunt force trauma if it forced her skin to split open yeah. in that pattern because it that happens i don't know science victoria's daughter seven-year-old Cazelia, had a shattered lower jaw 
Upon further investigation, gaping circular wounds were found covering her face and neck. Based on the wounds sustained, the physician was able to determine, to determine that Andreas, his wife, Cazilia, and daughter, Victoria, had died instantly. Seven-year-old Cazilia was not as fortunate as her mother. She likely remained alive for several hours after her attack. Oh, no, honey. Cold, beaten, and laying in the barn among her dead family. Her hair had been ripped out in large clumps, which were still clutched in her hands. Oh, honey. Maria Baumgartner, the maid, and little Joseph were also killed with blows to the head. Maria with crosswise strikes to the head and Joseph with a heavy blow to the face. No harm came to the farm animals or the family Pomeranian watchdog. In fact, well, I mean, except for the little wound on his forehead. In fact, the animals have been taken care of and fed for several days after the murder. I do have photos of the crime scene. Okay. Okay. If you go to... I mean, you can do them in any order. It says crime scene in the barn. You can see... Um, that's actually a photo after he started unstacking them. Mm-hmm. But they were all stacked on top of each other. Okay, this is going to sound terrible. Okay. That's what we're here for. Is it really bad? Is it bad that all I can look at is how beautiful those walls are and <laughs> no, the wooden barn door and how I'm thinking that would be an awesome studio? No, because I mean, that's, that's, I love that look. Me too. I do. I love that. The brick and like, oh my God, I would love to live but yeah, in the like bodies a downtown are gross loft. Too. Yeah, the bodies are gross. Um, There's, there's two photos of those yeah it's all that there's also a photo of the maid's room and you can see where like all her stuff is still there she hasn't unpacked or anything poor girl also like one weird thing about she has a tiny room well i mean maid's quarters hmm. i don't know but also like one thing about the murders is that like cecilia jr and the mom, Victoria, they still had clothes on. Mm-hmm. The dad, Andreas, and the mom, Cazilia, had on their night clothes. So they're thinking, and there was a cow roaming around. Mm-hmm. They're thinking that the daughter, Cazilia, and the mom, Victoria, were killed first. Like, they were outside trying to get the cow, maybe, or something. Yeah. But, like, they were all lured out to the barn one by one. Hmm. So, don't know if maybe young Cazilia was kept alive to, like, be forced to call out, like, Grandpa, Grandma, something, yeah. you know? Like, huh. I don't know. I I would hope not, because then that means that she saw everything. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, it's bad. It's, it's one, it's a theory that I've heard, but I, I'm not sure. Uh, one thing... That they did do, for sure. The heads of the Gruber family and the maid were all cut off and sent to Munich for further examination. They sent them to clairvoyance. Okay, they weren't going to be, like, examined. They sent them to clairvoyance. I cannot. (laughs) I cannot even. (laughs) But the skulls refused to speak to them, so... Of course! No new metaphysical clues were produced, (laughs) and this theory was thrown out as well. Oh, my Lanta. I have a picture of the caskets at the time. Okay. Hmm. Says caskets. I don't like the little baby one. No. I could do without that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so sad. I don't like it. In 1923, the farm was demolished. Uh, They couldn't get anybody to move into it. They demolished that barn? Mm Mm-hmm. All of it's gone. Shit. I know. I really wanted to go. And it I mean, probably would have been haunted. Probably. I don't, I don't know if there's any further reports. I, I didn't see anything. So, But there is a shrine left in its place. All six vic- victims were then buried without their heads. Unfortunately, their skulls were lost during the chaos of war- World War II. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's their a- toad's haunting something. <laughs> I hope so. I'm just saying they they just they are haunting something. I don't. They may have been nasty people, but which is probably why they're you don't still cut haunting. their heads off and but then I lose mean, them. 
And they were murdered out of like, I mean, that was violent. Yes. That's. Like, <sighs> yeah, there is a memorial that stands today in the place of the house to remember the tragedy at Hinterkaifeck. I have a picture of their memorial. That little white one that kind of mm-hmm. looks like a little birdhouse. Yeah. That's at the farm. And then the other one is their grave. It looks like it's like a little free library. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Take a book, give a book. Yeah. This is their grave. Yeah. There, there's another one that says grave. They buried all their, all their. Yeah, that's where they in were. The same grave. Yeah, like they. Well, I mean, they're all right there together, but they and they just like gave them one tombstone, one stone for the whole plot. Okay. Right. Come on, Brittany. <laughs> in the years since the case. Oh my gosh! What? 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 I, I was trying to read it, quote unquote. Because it's in German. Oh, yeah. Yo, you it's can't. a die family. Yeah. I can't. Okay. I'm not German. I have no idea what's going on there. No, but you can pretty much figure it out. Die family. <laughs> die family. <laughs> okay. Deceased, maybe? <laughs> Let's go with that. That like- sounds better. Yeah. In the years since, the case has been reopened multiple times. Most recently in 2007, students of the... Are you following along? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Go to my last paragraph. Okay. Open it up and go to my last paragraph. <laughs> okay. Oh, my. Students Give it of a the <laughs> Polizifactual <laughs> Police Academy in <laughs> Fairstenfeldbrook. Nailed it. <laughs> I didn't look those I up. I could be German. <laughs> That's pretty much how I said it the whole entire time. I should have looked them up, but I didn't. <laughs> Fürsten Fidbrook. Feldbrook. Yeah. Brook. So anyways, they <laughs> examined the case using modern criminal investigation techniques. They concluded... That it is impossible to definitively solve the crime after so much time has passed. Mm-hmm. The, prim- the primitive investigation techniques available at the time of the murders yielded little evidence. Also, probably because they had the whole damn search party traipsing through the bar. Well, it wasn't just the search party. The whole damn neighborhood came mm-hmm. over. Dude, what happened to them nasty folks? I'm going I, down there to that yeah. barn to see. <laughs> okay. They say that the killer made food while he was there he she whatever Mm -hmm. but all of these people that came in also snacked on their food shut the fuck up well they're (laughs) dead they're not gonna eat it yeah (laughs) no they didn't even know they were dead yet they they hadn't even discovered them yet we need fuel for the search (laughs) something smells in here somebody go check that maid's room wake her up No, it was, it was, it was after, it was after, it was during the crime scene. Not bad. Oh my God. Just gonna fix myself a sandwich. So, yeah. And then the, what? I have a side story. Wait, I'm almost done. Wait, wait, two seconds. Two seconds. Okay. Okay. So in the decades since the murders, evidence has been lost and suspects have since died. Despite these setbacks, the students did establish a prime suspect. But did not name the suspect out of respect for the still living relatives. I know who he Everybody, is. Like, it's Lawrence. I mean, yes. come on, people. Get with the program. It, it's, it's him. Get with the program. Okay, what was your side note? Uh, side note. So, uh, speaking of people eating at crime scenes. <laughs> this one time. At their camp? No. Oh. At, at my home. Oh! <laughs> when I was growing up. Someone burgled us while we were at school. Oh, fuck no. So my mom was a teacher. My stepdad worked in construction. Out like we were little. We hadn't moved to Logansport yet. We were living in Houghton. And someone broke into our house while we weren't there. No. Stole like guns and jewelry and stuff like that. Oh my God. And ate a sandwich. Are you fucking kidding me? No. <laughs> Tell her, Mom. Tell her about it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
I'll like, I'll remember that day forever. Cause we got home from school and we're walking up on the porch and mom's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't go in there. The door was open. The front door was open. Oh, good mom. I know. But yeah. Holy shit. They felt comfortable. Like they it's knew one thing we weren't going to be there, but uh-huh. they were so comfortable that they fucking made a sandwich. They have some suspicions of who it might be, but as far as I know, nobody was ever arrested. Ooh. Dude, that that's that's a personal level right there. They think it was someone that worked with for whatever my stepdad. Oh in yeah. Construction. Oh. They had a bunch of meth heads, probably. Mm, probably. I mean, no no offense. I do have friends that do work in construction and they're but come totally on. clean. But it is common. Yeah. So Yeah. Wow. But yeah. Ate a sandwich at my house. Wow. That's a whole new level of fuck no. Right? I would like you to properly fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Jillian. (laughs) Properly get the fuck out of my house. Oh, my God. That's insane, dude. That's insane. I know. Made a fucking sandwich. Okay. All right. We're done. That's it. Short and sweet. Bye. No. <laughs> oh, fuck. Hey, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Slow I kid, your I roll. <laughs> Couple things. What we got? Go follow us on all the stuff. Rate and review. Get some stickers. Do that. Uh, we really enjoyed hearing from you guys and getting your stories. So. Oh, my God. That was fun. If any of you guys want to, like, if y'all want to continue to send us stories, yeah, whether it's your own or someone else that, you know, someone that you know, or if there's like a cool topic or a story that you read about that's not yours, it's just, you know, something you find interesting. Yeah. Let us know. There's a really good one that we're following right now. And we're not picky. No. So email or Facebook messenger or, you know, mm-hmm. Instagram message or whatever. You can reach us on all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Just let us know. Yeah. Because that was really cool hearing from you guys. Yeah. That was fun. Um, don't forget to rate and review. Mm-hmm. That helps us out a lot. And shout out to Amanda and Steven and Craig. Thanks, Amanda, Steven, and Craig. <laughs> Art editing music. And artwork. That's what I said. Art editing and music. Oh, I thought you said our. No. Editing. Okay. Amanda, get off it. Thank you for the artwork. (laughs) I'm just going to sit here (laughs) and say bye. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) bye-bye. No, not bye-bye. Yes, bye. (laughs) Bye.